I'm here with me old mate Robbie. All right, Robbie. Good evening. Good evening, and, Carl. And we've got um, a very prominent member with us today. Are we going to? Are we going to introduce him? Or should we let him introduce himself? Uh, it's Kevin Adamson. It is indeed. Thank How you. are you, sir? Very good. Thank you for having me on. No, no problem at all. Now, last week, when we met, was at the front of the Bloodstock stage, I believe. Yes, it was. Yeah. Enjoy uh, your weekend there? In front of Acid Rain and I think Shrapnel that day. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We we saw Shrapnel as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, together. So it was really good to catch up with you there. But obviously, it's uh, it's Bloodstock, isn't it? Yes. You're, you're kind of keeping one eye on the chat, one eye on the band as well. Exactly. <laughs> it's a bit of a bit of a strange one. Um, so just introduce yourself. Obviously, you're into thrash metal. What is your? We were talking a little bit earlier. What are your big big loves in the thrash metal world? Uh, well, you'll see from a couple of my choices oh, okay. uh, tonight, without giving too much away, um, the, the UK scene has always been mm -hmm. really dear to my heart, obviously, because that was, those were the bands that I saw most of, you know, 30 mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, and there's just that unique sound to them. So when, when bands were playing the marquee, you were seeing them in the equivalent in venues in, in Scotland? In Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah, the Edinburgh, Edinburgh venue. Mm. which uh, every Sunday night was uh, it was named the mosh pit and <laughs> yeah you were getting you were getting all the thrash bands coming up and death metal bands as well you got obituary uh, boat thrower were regulars napalm death carcass yeah as well as the likes of acid rain reanimator onslaught so yeah Sunday nights that's where I was to be found and no doubt we'll talk about the thrash metal scene in the UK, you know, if going on what you're saying, the, your choices might reflect that love of uh, UK thrash. But, you know, did you genuinely back in the day feel that it held a strong kind of candle as the likes of the kind of the, the big four and then the next kind of big four and the bigger US bands and German bands? Were those UK bands that you were into, Kevin, really kind of hitting the stride as maybe some of those other bands that everyone else was kind of waxing lyrical about? I, I, not not popularity wise, I don't think, because obviously you, you know they were just wanting to get the numbers. It was always club gigs, you know they weren't playing the likes of the Playhouse up here in Edinburgh or well, one slot did play the Barrowlands, right enough. I never made it to that gig, um, but yeah, they weren't, you know, like so the Hammersmith Apollo and or the Hammersmith Odeon, you know, you, you weren't going to get Acid Rain headline in that, unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah, there's certainly. Well, they had their own unique, unique slant on it. Yeah, but you know, which you know, some of them had a wee bit of a sort of barrier theme to them, but there was there was plenty of others that that had their own their own unique take on it. Brilliant, cool, brilliant. Yeah. Well, just in case anyone has stumbled across here and they're going, "What are these three guys talking about?" This is the deepest cuts, the uh, other smaller podcast to the main podcast, where we, uh, myself, Robbie, and a member which is Kevin this time. Um, pick three songs each. We stick it on a playlist. We talk very briefly about each pick, but we're also we're going to pick the next round of So Far So Good Sophomore, which is going to be in the middle after the second pick each. So we always let the guests go first. Come on in, Kev. What are you, what are you starting this playlist off with? Well, what a surprise. It's going to be a UK thrash band. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> and if anybody that sort of knows me and sees my posts, they'll know how much I love this band. Uh, 
they kind of got a bit of a rough ride on it back in the day just because uh, they were the, f- the first one to sign up to a major label and I think they took a bit of stick for that but they more than held their own and it's obviously Slammer uh, and obviously we had uh, Paul Turnicliffe making an appearance mm. last week in Manchester at the Zentrix gig playing a mm. tenement zone so that was really really good to see and here yeah, that sounds really good. He did. He did. He saw the video that Neil posted from the Manchester gig as well. Neil Coggins and yeah. Paul sounded really, really strong. He did, and it just took takes you back to that uh, the work of Idle Hands when you know that opening track, dry and crisp, and he's got that real striking voice, hasn't he? And um, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, no, great, great choice that, and a nice touch as well on Paul um, on Neil's. Uh, video, nice touch to um, obviously Milo. Did he do a similar thing up in Scotland? Uh, not, is it, I don't think uh, well, Zentrix haven't played Scotland yet. Oh, sorry, where did you see them, Kev? Was it in Manchester as well? No, I, I just saw the video. Just the same oh, video. okay, sorry, okay. Uh, no, we've got Zentrix uh, next Thursday. Uh, I don't think we're getting Paul coming up. It'd be brilliant if he did, but yeah. uh, I'll see. I, I don't want to see we're just going to get Zentrix because that's more than enough for me. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's a uh, great set list that they've got. They've got smashing out today. Uh, that that set. Well, obviously the ones at um at the underworld. The the set list covered everything that you'd wanted to cover and a bit more. It's great. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I saw Slammer live before I actually heard them on album, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know something never clicked, and I just sort of went away thinking, yeah, they're okay, but nothing too brilliant, and then I. Managed to pick up the work idle hands for three quid at a record fair up in Dundee, stuck it on, and yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. It's mm. it's it's so it's it's pretty much faultless. Mm. The the riffs, the the production, it's and the, obviously the vocals and that it's just brilliant. Uh, but the the, tr- the track I'm going to pick is not from the work idle hands. It's from the nightmare scenario, and it's the track every breath, which opens side two. So it is a pretty deep cut mm-hmm. if you're if you're only just familiar with Slammer. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, brilliant song. Brilliant. It's a brilliant, you know, Nightmare Scenario gets kind of overlooked mm. in, in, in relation to the debut, but it's more than stands up on its own. It's it's a brilliant album as well. As well. That's that's brilliant. That's that's what we want, really. This is what this is about. The deep, like you say, it's a deeper cut, isn't it? Because it's the album that people are not as familiar. Or when you say Slammer, you instantly think of those sort of like four long faces on that album, don't you? Yeah. On on Idle Hands. So yeah. um, so to to investigate this further is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Every, everybody thinks of Tenement Zone and Johnny's Home, but yeah, the second album is more than worth a look if you've not if you've not heard it already. What you get hold of. No, no. That's the that's the tricky bit. But nowadays with internet, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah, <laughs> have you got that one, Robbie? Is if have you got that in the collection somewhere? What's that nightmare scenario? Yeah, I have. I've yeah, it's um, I do have it. Yeah, it's not a great copy, but I do have it on vinyl. And yeah, it was the one that they released. They went onto the was it heavy metal records for that yeah. after they were dumped off the the, the major label and. Yeah, it's a, it is a different sound. It's still very much slammer, isn't it? It's still very much slammer. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds slightly different, but not an awful lot that you go, whoa, what's going on? It's still a crunchy, you know, um, weighty and kind of 
punch to that to, to the guitars and you know maybe the bass is a little bit more prominent not sure but it's still a very very good thrash metal record yeah great great opener that one go on in robbie follow up slammer well i'm going to take you back carl to and kevin to 2019 sophie lancaster 10 and the sophie lancaster stage bloodstock and i had just seen the band of the day no question about it no wasn't raging speedhorn it was <laughs> damnation's hammer and okay fresh off for seeing them with zentrix last week i never really need much of an excuse to have a listen to uh, the album unseen planets and deadly spheres and again seeing them live just hearing those songs They've got so much clout. They really have. They're just such a, a unique sounding band. Whilst, yes, they do sound similar to a lot of heavy metal bands out there, they've got their very own character. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I think it came out 2017, actually, but they reissued it for 2019. So much so, I loved it so much after seeing them Bloodstock. It made my end of year list. It's a wonderful it's a real kind of riff fest there's just so much going on it's got one foot in that like i said that old school camp that uh it's not rewriting the rule book there's obviously the kind of frost influences the trouble the doom kind of influences but it's got its own style it's got um you know it's it's thrashy it's death metal it's doomy it's dark it's slow it's just yeah it was a joy to hear those songs again at the Underworld live because they just they've got a real kind of cool, a cool kind of not only look to them, they just look like seasoned pros that have been around the block. They get out there, do their stuff, go home. And <laughs> and it just yeah, it just sounds really cool. So the song I'm going to choose is Hammers of War. Cool. Right. Uh, down. Yeah. So it kind of. um just typifies it they've got a kind of you think you're you're lured into this doomy sound and then you get a change in tempo a change in rhythm a bit quirky like that you don't quite know where they're going and it's not like all over the place like maybe cynic or watchtower or something like that it is very you know kind of straight doomy deathy stuff but um they catch you off your guard sometimes like, what's happened there whoa look and the, the leads are brilliant the vocals are brilliant and i just think yeah they are a quite a unique band that I've really enjoyed revisiting since seeing them again with Zentrix. Kev, have they crossed your path, mate? Yes, uh, I saw them on Bloodstock. I, mm. I don't think I did, but I've seen them a couple of times. The last time was uh, Dundee up at Hordes, um, which oh, is yeah. a, sort of one, a one day festival uh, that's held every September, and they were. They played that last September. So, yeah, I've seen them a couple of times. And I think it's you're, you're, sort of you're, a Celtic Cross sort of sound to them. Whole definitely, stuff. yeah. Yeah. You're going to Incineration, aren't you? I am, yeah. I, I think. Two days time. Yeah, I think seeing your post earlier, I was looking at the sets that one of your friends had posted up uh, his kind of go-to bands at which venues. And I think Damnation's Hammer are playing either the Black Heart or the Underworld. Oh. Early, early one afternoon. So make sure you ring fence that time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with like incineration is obviously you're looking at different venues, so mm. you can only be at one place at one time. Yeah, uh, it's only a short dash, though, isn't it? Black Heart to the 
the underworld. That's one good thing. The distances aren't too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Also, heading up to their own toast, that's going to be their shoe. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Damnation's Hammer are on Hammers of War. Um, I'll get my pick in. Uh, my first pick in. We're about to get lively. A band that's been circling around for a little while. Um, and you've definitely heard of them, the Cancer Bats. They've got a new album out called Psychic Jailbreak. Um, I can say they've been circling. I've not been that interested. They're one of those kind of modern crossover bands, or I dismiss them as that. Um, and I've not really been that interested. Yes, the odd song that comes up. And the uh, biggest thing that I know is the singer does all the voiceovers for the Radio 1 rock show. However, I listened to this new album. And I've got to say, they are trying lots of different stuff. Still keeping the same formula, but just trying different stuff. And each song has a unique about it somewhat. It's not, you know, they're not sort of like breaking out the harps or anything like that. But they are just trying just a maneuver a little bit around in that very constricted crossover space and i think they do a really good job of it um and the whole album kind of flows by quite nicely and you can kind of remember each song so i was kind of spoiled for choice about which song i was going to pick so i've picked one called shadow of mercury which has a killer riff and then a, a third riff on the end that absolutely smashes it wide open and the vocals on this are as louder than as hell they're really at the front uh and it's big it's bold and it's lively as hell so the cancer bats are the third ones on kev you would have a little bit of cancer bats in your life i've I, again i've only ever seen them at bloodstock i think did they support napalm death a couple of years ago just before lockdown I've, I've, i think i saw them there uh, at that gig as well um but not enough to go and investigate further unfortunately mm. uh yeah. How did they go down at Bloodstock? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they went down really well. Did they? Uh, yeah. It's it's that type of band, though, isn't it? You know, mm. they'll get the the young ones uh, motion and surfing. Yeah, yeah. But they, they whip up a bit of energy, don't they? They've got a bit yeah, of energy do. about them. No, in fairness, so... in fairness to them, they were, they, were, they, were, they were fine. They were pretty good, actually. Just, mm. just didn't just swing the balance for me to go and investigate them, like I say, a bit further. Yeah. What about you, Robbie? Have you heard? What, are you circling them? What have they? What have they done for you? Uh, their first album. I don't know if it's their first one. It's probably about ten years ago. It had Hail Destroyer and Hail uh, Yes, Hail Dest- Scorpions or something. I thought they were yeah. that. That was a great album. Um, I've not visited them since then. Um, but yeah, I do certainly respect them and value what they, you know, what they do. It's just not really kind of my cup of tea. I don't think so much anymore. But certainly when that came out, I was. Uh, quite enjoyed that one awesome well there's our first three come on then kev second second dip in mate how are we gonna hang gonna back it up with slammer second dip is uh over to america and this choice is because of chris gambled uh i think up about a week month ago or so ago uh for me and him to pick six songs that represent death metal but also appeal to thrashers so I would have picked the crown, Death Explosion, but the crown came up uh, two weeks ago. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Adam. So what I've gone with is uh, Deceased and Fearless Undead Machines from the album Fearless Undead Machines, which is, yeah, it's the perfect balance between thrash metal and death metal. It's brilliant. 
Now, this yeah. is good. This is good because these are the kind of bands that I've only ever heard of. And there'll be people out there that are going, oh, we shouldn't even be in this club then if you haven't heard it. <laughs> but, but you yeah. know, what? this is what it's all about. This is the kind of like, like you know, with Slammer, the, the song that opened up side two on, it was every, every Breath on Nightmare Snow. It's kind of, you know, we're not choosing the kind of the crowd pleasers. These are ones that mean something to you. And that's fantastic. So, no, that'd be cool to listen to. Well, Deceased are a band that you you really have to investigate further because uh, every song's a journey, uh, musically and lyrically, very much horror themed for their lyrics, uh, but not so much in a sort of cannibal corpse kind of way, more um, supernatural uh, okay. type, types horror. Having said that, Fearless and Dead Machines is about zombies, so I kind of contradicts myself there. But, <laughs> and it, and it's got one of the best opening riffs ever once you hear it it's absolutely incredible from this song or this album this song fearless okay. and the actual title track is is brilliant okay. forgive me if you've already said it kev when when was this out uh this came out in just let me check i've got it here it was 97 oh okay so it's oh, okay. what 25 year old this is the third album and do you think maybe if it had come out Ten years previously, five years previously, yeah. we'd be hearing a little bit more about deceased. Yeah, I think they were probably just that sort of back of the curve a little bit. Mm. Uh, they've only done seven albums in total, quite a few EPs, and they've done quite a few sort of cover albums and what have you. But um, so they've yeah. stayed active, just not sort of releasing album after album, sort of thing. Exactly, and it's, and it's definitely a case of uh, quality over quantity. Mm. Mm. They, they do like their big long songs and the songs do go like i say all over the place so oh, okay definitely did you ever catch album. them did you ever catch them live kim never i don't think they've ever played the uk wow i oh. i well i'm probably wrong when i say this but i don't know if they've even played europe wow okay um, you know well, well someone will know kev and someone will tell us that's the beauty of the club yeah certainly as far as the uk is concerned i i would bet money that they haven't mm fairly certain on that you think you would probably have heard about it or stumbled I'll, across it before now if they had yeah i would i would have been there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have a photo wouldn't you you would have a photo with them definitely that was a photo <laughs> op that you're that you're waiting for yeah. oh i knew that i knew that was going to come up with something <laughs> <laughs> no, keep doing it. We love it. no it's great it is because these things you know and they're know, snapshots aren't they that's the thing so i see that again no, no, all the photos and that of you and the band. I, I think it's yeah. great when people do. I'm not that. I, I, I'm not into doing that at all. It's just not not me. But snapshots of bands, people's recollections of gigs from 25 years ago. That's all stuff that gets lost and we'll never see it again because unless people comment about it or talk about it, it may not come up in conversation. So seeing these things and, you know, seeing what, what T-shirt a band member was wearing, they were in that photo and whether they were grumpy or whether they were happy or, you know, what who they were playing, I think it's great. So, no, keep sharing them, mate. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting for the day that you share one of a, of a live one or something like that and someone goes, that's me in that photograph <laughs> from the club. That would be awesome. It's only way I can remember gigs nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. I know one member that will be very happy with Deceased as well. All right. um, so that's good. So we, we, we're on to a winner there. So go on in, Robbie. What's your uh, what's the meat in your Damnation Hammer sandwich? 
Well, the meat, I'm not sure if it, it's not quite as meaty as Damnation Hammer. We featured this band in the club before and it's Mind Wars and it's the band or certainly um, Holy Terror's Mike Alvord or Alvord, um, who he, he, he formed a, um, a thrash, I suppose they're a bit of a thrash band um, some time ago and they released four albums this being the the last album that i've been listening to which is called the fourth turning that was released uh, two years ago and yeah i've kind of been on a bit of a holy terror loving at the moment really what with the hell awaits versus holy terror i was only ever into terror and submission and um never really gave mind wars a lot of time but boy have i missed it mind wars what a great album and since listening to that i thought i really need to discover what else there is of holy terror well there's not an awful lot else because that was their second and album and then they their last album and then they they kind of what happened happened but yeah, Mind Wars, it's Mike Alvord and it is it is generally thrash metal. There's no getting away from it. It's it's not rewriting that thrash rule book by any means, but there's little quirky kind of changes in tempo, time signatures, a little bit a bit like Damnation where uh, Damnation's Hammer where something kind of well, you're just listening and thinking, "Oh, yeah, this is all right. Yeah, n- nothing too special, but it's decent, solid thrash metal." And then boom, what happened there? Crikey, that glorious lead work or um I don't know, it's just there's something quite refreshing when something just hits you out of the blue when you're not expecting it and scattered throughout the fourth turning the album are very good very stellar thrash metal songs that do have moments of real real kind of quality that really elevate them to like what happened there and i think that's great about music when you do kind of have that because it kind of lifts it from being just this ordinary decent album featuring decent songs to that was brilliant i really love that i want to hear it again and you hear it again you listen to it again so it's not going to be for everyone. It's not, like I said, going to be the the kind of thrash metal that you've never heard before. People may even think, oh, yeah, OK, well, why did that make the playlist? It's what I've been listening to and it's what I've been enjoying. So I'm going to go with a song that has loads of groove. I think there's loads of groove in there. Great production. The vocals aren't great. They do work with the music when i say they're not great it's just they're not great as in they're just too far back in the mix they just kind of could do with coming a little bit further forward they do work but you you know when you've got uh, keith dean who was the lead singer of um holy terror very prominent very kind of very clever vocalist this is crying out for something that you know could really kind of push this music to the next level musically it's very very good so i'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with, I think I'm going to go for the title track, which many people would have featured because, will, will have rem- possibly heard because we featured this as a hit missile maybe a couple of years ago in the club. So Mind Wars, the um, song off the fourth turning. Yeah, Mind Wars is the one I'm going to go for. So not the title track, it's just a song called Mind Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Mind Wars. Mind Wars by Mind Wars off the album Mind Wars. Yeah, off the morning, <laughs> the fourth turning. H had a great chat with him on his Talking Bollocks podcast with Mike Alvord as well, which goes into real detail of what happened and why they split up and Holy Terror. And, and he talks about Mind Wars as well. And a few of the members, 
saw Mind Wars when they played over. I think they played at the Dev, the Devonshire in uh, Camden uh, a few years ago. Um, yeah, and sadly, not many people were there to see it. But it's it's still decent, solid thrash metal that you know, give it a go. It's it's good old thrash metal, deep and good. What what do you think, Kev? Mind Wars, all of that, Holy Terror. How where do you stand? Yeah, I've uh, yeah, Holy Terror. Taylor, holy, holy terror! Yeah, yeah, a classic band. Um, mm-hmm. Really can't go wrong with them. I think the only Mind Wars track I'm aware of is the one that was on that Hit Miss or maybe actually. Mm. And that's probably this one. I, th- I think we featured. I'm sure it was this one we featured. So, is Mike the vocalist? Is uh, I, th- I think he might be the, the Mike the guitarist. Mike, Mike Albert. Albert. I'm yeah. sure he. Yeah. I'm sure he's the vocalist as well. Yeah. No, certainly I. I was impressed. I, I did like it. It was, it was ticking the boxes for me. Good stuff. Awesome. Good stuff. Brilliant. So that's the uh, that's the middle song actually. We've four out uh, five songs in smack bang in the middle of the playlist. So leading us on the first way home, we have a band that maybe. No hang on, one's heard. Oh, hang on, hang on. There's a few people out there that are listening with a bit of trepidation now when ah. what you're about to announce. That's the oh. thing. You kind of. Why? Why am I saying? <laughs> You never know what's coming. No, no, you don't know. Um, uh, I don't think anyone's heard of it because I've, I've not really heard anyone talk about them. I stumbled across them. They're a band called Gadget's Son, as in father and son. Gadget's Son. So not the greatest name in the world. Um, it's a song called Blasted from their self-titled album. They're a duo from America. There's only two of them. Um, so they're obviously mixing and matching instruments and they make a right old row. And once again, they're kind of in this sort of slam, death, thrash kind of parking space. And they're just trying to manoeuvre out of it a little bit in the respect of, OK, we could just do this and we could revert to type. But actually, instead of reverting to type and getting what you expect us to do, we're going to do something a little bit different. Still within the parking space, we're not going to, you know, all of a sudden invite aliens to come and do backing vocals. We're just going to just see where this takes us. And because there's only two of them, I do think there's a lot more kind of um, room to manoeuvre. There's not two or three other people going, well, that's really not what we're about. They've decided to really go for it. It's ultra aggressive. It's kind of like the nails kind of that kind of end of the ballpark sort of thing so it's like i say it's a bit of a racket it's it's uh quite abrasive but i just think once again they're just trying just uh, i wonder where this takes us let's see what happens that sounds pretty good let's leave that in let's just leave that in um i'm talking specifically on this song there's like a bass drop just after the chorus where you think oh that's kind of i've not really heard that before in that type of music and it just sticks in your head a little bit and then you think did i really hear and you want to go back and hear it again and it's certainly what made me think about it so have a listen to that see what you think it's only like two and a half minutes long the album's only half an hour long um they're getting 69 listens a month and again uh they are a lot better than that they are uh, they they deserve a little bit more attention than that because they are it's pretty decent i think it's fairly decent yeah i think that kind of gnarly grindcore stuff it's you're either in or you're out it's not something that you kind of tentatively dip your toes into is it it's you kind of it's it's a bit like that kind of did you say it's quite death corey as well yeah it, it, you know if people have said oh i hear death metal in that i i wouldn't give you a long argument about that but again you say 
people aren't dipping their toes. That's what this playlist is very about. Robbie, yeah. you've almost no, hit the nail it. on the head there. If they want to dip yeah. their toe, what better place than here? You like dipping your toe into a bit of deathcore, Kevin? Uh, certainly the grindcore, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, definitely. I was listening to Lock Up today, so, yeah, can't go wrong with that. Okay, you've got your shoes off, you've got your socks off, you're going to dip your toe in there, mate. That's uh, that's good to hear. And like I say, it's only three minutes. If it gets up to your ankle and it's a bit cold, whip it out and get your socks yeah. back on. That's cool. Right. Well, I better get the spreadsheet up because we were talking about uh, so far so good sophomore. We're going to pick another round right here. And Mr. Adamson is going to be our random number generator. Now, you had a nightmare scenario, didn't you? Uh, that you def- Which isn't going to happen because one of them yep. was gone. But you were saying, was it forbidden versus violence was going to be your ultimate nightmare, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and then just throw Sabat into the mix as well. Because uh, I, I, I don't think I could split the three of those albums. OK, so we're, we're, everyone's doing you a favour by doing that. But we'll you've got... Separate. Yeah, we, we we have got six albums to choose from. Okay. Uh, so between one and six, please, mate. Uh, go for number three. And you've smashed it, mate. You have smashed it. It's violent suppressing <laughs> the masses. Good on That's you. it. That's me. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't say that because you don't know if it's going to come up. It's, you just don't know. That's a um, really good one. So that's a good one to, to listen to that again. I don't think that's on Spotify or Apple Music, so we're going to have to either dig our old copies out or we're going to have to go um, looking on YouTube. Okay. So what have we got plat against? Right. Uh, number five. Oh, I, I think it's safely through, although this is going to be good. It's Atrophy, Violent by Nature. Yeah. It's, yeah, good album, but yeah, it's, it's never going to match oppressing the masses. No, uh, it's got a good opening salvo of um, Pets Win Prizes and Violent by Nature, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <Pets>. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever was it? Pets are friendly or something. Yeah. What's it? What's the name? Puppies, <laughs> and, puppies and Friends. Puppies and Friends, I think it is. Puppies yeah. and Friends. Yeah. Pets Win yeah. Prizes. <laughs> yeah, I saw them with uh, Secret Drive back in the American Way Tour. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Going back a few years. Yeah, I think just round about lock, lockdown, they were thinking of coming round again, but I don't know whether that's obviously it was canned during lockdown. But I don't know whether that's being regenerated again. I'd be quite interested to, uh, to see actually because I've never got to see them. And uh, like I've said many times, that violent by nature always used to get played just before thrash bands at the marquee used to come on always yeah always i remember that used to get the pit going i was there who the fuck i was just too shy to say uh who's this i don't know who it is yeah. everyone going mad to it <laughs> well, i think dissonance productions the record label have uh, just reissued the socialized by hate and violent by nature as well so good round that kev and yeah. you always share it on your own personal um facebook mate so we really appreciate that we were saying no that problem that was no thank you very much for doing that mate and we were saying that uh the forbidden onslaught you had lots of friends going this is onslaught i like on and it was like you had about eight or nine people all saying onslaught and i thought if they were voting because they weren't members if they voted they would have turned that result round. there was only about four or five they would have swung it so that's um you just have to do a bit more convincing and say look join the effing club and you can vote on it for real (laughs) so where are you going carl you going violence or atrophy for me, um, yeah, I think it's going to be violence. Although I haven't heard of pressing the masses for a little while, I'm going to enjoy spending some time with that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think it's going to be violence. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. 
I think. Uh, what about what about you two, Kevin? Yeah. Just a, a, a violence. A, a violence. Nobody in a nobody. You, you said it before the other one. Was world, world in a world. Yeah. Great riff. What about you, Robbie? Yeah, I think what Kevin said. I mean, World in a World is almost like kind of won this, won this round. You know, on its own, it's such a great, great song. And then you've got the, you know, Officer Nice and just it's a it's a very solid album. Whereas it's um, Violent by Nature, whilst it's it's very good, it's it's not kind of consistently good. There's there's a few kind of tracks on there that. Uh, yeah you know you're kind of right so that's still going now yeah and it's a it's i like the dry guitar sound to it i do like the guitar sound but there's just not masses to get your teeth into so i i think it's going to be a violence kind of quite a big win three nil let's close the poll mm. atrophy um a good good qualifier but was never going to get past the first round <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens at the weekend. Yeah, that's true because Sean Killian's vocals can be a make or break. Exactly. People love them or yeah. hate them. Let's see where yeah. we go. Um, Kevin, let's get your last one on, please. And I think we go back to the okay. UK, did you say? We, we are going back to the UK and it's a, a new old band um, and it's trapped in Purgatory. Ah, ah uh, yes. And it's the title track, uh, Damned Nation. Uh, a band that completely passed me by back in the day. I think they were just called Purgatory then. Yeah. Uh, never heard of them. And then I heard the Motion the Roof on too and Hang Out to Die was on that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is good. A bit of the just sort of almost back to basics thrash, which you can't yeah. really beat, to be honest with you. Um, you could, yeah, just heads down, riffs excellent vocals, uh, sort of gritty melody that Chris has got and just just a really, really good album. I've been playing it quite a lot since I got it last year. And that's, totally brilliant that you, oh, that's brilliant that you recommend that and you, you kind of opened yourself up to that via moshing the roof on, uh, as well. That's, uh, that's, that's two jobs done in one stone there, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, you know, sometimes it's, you just want back to basics. You know, you, mm. you could have a million riffs per song, that's all well and good, but, you know, just a good solid thrash album, and that's what yeah. it is. And and that's difficult to do in this day and age, I think, because everyone has apparently heard everything. So when you hear something that is described as straight-up thrash metal, instantly everyone goes, yeah, I've heard that before. So to get it right is quite difficult. Yeah. They have to, they, the riffs have to be good, everything has to be in place, and I think Trapped in Poetry are... Are, are in that in that zone, aren't they? I think they most definitely are. I think there's. Uh, I think they're working on a second album now. Brilliant. From, from what I've read. That's good. What well, Robbie? What do you think of uh, uh, Trapped in Purgatory? I mean, we we we've been waxing lyrical about it as well, haven't we? Yeah, I think it's a great album. It's great that Kevin's chose it. Damnation. Yeah, it's like he says it's just solid and sometimes like you just need to go back to it they've got the hooks in there it's quite anthemic the choruses are big they know how to write a song that kind of pulls you in and it doesn't you know it's not massively long songs on there from what i remember they're just kind of straight immediate thrash metal no messing around no need to go all over the place that you know you can do that but they're not doing it they are just going all out thrash metal and um it, and it works for them it's it was a it is a great album brilliant stuff yeah, certainly, the, 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 like you say about the choruses, the chorus of the title track is it's almost hypnotic. It's, yes. It just, it just builds 
as it gets to the end. It's a brilliant, brilliant song. Brilliant, excellent pick, mate. That's gonna. This is this is at the elbow now. Then, Robbie, you've got we've got we've got been going for thirty five minutes, mate. We said about forty minutes, and so we yeah. wanted it half an hour. So you have got your final pick coming up, mate. Well, this is a song that I've been well not been listening to an awful lot. Stumbled across a review in Metal Hammer only yesterday by the great Dom Lawson, and it was Matt Heafy's project, his black metal solo project called Ibaraki. Ibaraki, I think it is, Ibaraki. And uh, the album's called Rashomon. Now, I'm not a Trivium fan. I like Matt Heafy. I think he comes across really well in interviews and whenever I've seen him on social media. I don't get the kind of hate that Trivium get because of, you know, they are Trivium. You know, that's, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But um, I, I read the review from Dom Lawson. I thought, well, I, I like a bit of black metal. I'm going to give this away a go. And I've, I've listened to it probably five or six times today, That one of the songs, and it's called Ronin. And it's just a really, really, it says it's progressive black metal. And it is. It's it's a bit like that holy mountain that Rotting Christ had in our rank and file that Hutch did for us. And it's, uh, you know, it's black metal can be this horribly visceral, monstrous and ferocious kind of beast. But at the same time, it could be a really kind of deep and uh, immersive being as well you know this music can be really kind of enveloping now this is um got excellent modern production really really has and it really graces the music i don't know whose vo vo vocals it is the clean vocals gerald gerard way from my chemical romance that there you go that's putting the the old gatekeepers off again now for <laughs> romance trivia. um but Give it a go. The, the clean vocals are absolutely wonderful. I think it's actually Matt Heafy's uh, clean vocals singing on this, but it's, it's about a nine minute song, but it, it's a, it just, it changes, you know, after about three minutes, it goes from this very clean, progressive, almost like enslaved feel to it, to, um, yeah, just punishing black metal and goes back again. There's brilliant lead work, harsh vocals, clean vocals, and a song, it really does evolve. Um, so give it the full nine minutes as it changes. It's, yeah, a progressive monster of a song. And I think you'll, even if you're not too keen on black metal, which I know, I think, Kevin, you you like a, a few dalliances into the black metal. Carl, not so yeah. much. But but give it a go, Carl, because, you know, it's not it's not one that you're going to listen to and go, oh, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's pretty alluring and quite an engaging listen. Well, well, Robbie, you, you mentioned um, Trivium uh, and the haters. You mentioned My Chemical Romance. I just needed you to mention Five Finger Death, Death Punch <laughs> when I was going to be all over it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, well I, I will certainly give that a listen to. It sounds quite interesting. Yeah, um, well, it is. It is interesting. And fair play to him for continuing to uh, work with, I mean, Ishan and Nurgle from Behemoth and um, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance also feature on the album. So it's just him continuing his love of black metal in his solo project and his his kind of kinship to his Japanese heritage. His mother was Japanese and he's he's, discuss, he's kind of continuing that uh, enjoyment and discovery of that Japanese heritage through his music. And he's certainly... Um, it's it's worth a listen if you like black metal for sure. It's it's certainly forgetting who it is if you're a hater. Don't you know? Just just listen to it and just see if you like it because it's pretty damn good. Awesome, 
Awesome. Okay. Well, you've got a nine minute song finishing up. Uh, the end of the playlist is going to be quite long because this next one is 15 minutes long from me. Um, did I tell you on Monday I'm going to go and see Tool at the O2 Arena? You did. Awesome. Brilliant well, stuff. That's great. Awesome. So I thought I'd better give uh, dig out the fear inoculum again and give that a bit of a spin because I did spin it when it came out. And my opinion of it is... It's a bit strange. I kind of feel that they've left their instruments exactly and all the settings on the uh, on the studios exactly the same as uh, 10,000 Days and just gone in and recorded the second half of 10,000 Days, really, like 12 years later or however long it's been. Uh, it's probably 10,000 Days later. Um, but it's OK. It's a Tool album. It's just it's not as it with all the other Tool albums. There's always a big progression and a jump up. And with this one, there isn't such a big jump. Uh, and you would expect it after however many years that they haven't been playing together. But I do like it. Again, it's smuttered with tracks in there that are just pointless noise, which I have no idea why they put on there. There's probably some mystic reason that um, the drummer has dreamt up while he's doing his witchcraft math mathematics or whatever the fuck he's into. Um, but I really like there's There's a lot of smoother songs as the more tallest tool have been investigating but one of the uh the uh later out uh, songs sounds like it could be off the earlier stuff it's quite uh visceral it's quite you know it's got a bit of a bite to it which i like now you're gonna have to help me out because i don't know how to pronounce this really because the song it's got a number seven as the first character and then empist as one word so how would you pronounce that? Uh, Kevin's a good one at uh, deciphering <laughs> tall songs, aren't you, Kev? Well, how would you? Uh, seven Empists. Seven <laughs> Empists. Is that what we go with? Seven Empists. Yeah. So it's it's Seven Empists. There you go. That's it's 15 minutes long. And it does take me back to, you know, the uh, the undertow, the harsher kind of end of tool, really. Awesome. Kevin, how, where are you with Tool? You, you into them? Um, I've only really seen the videos, a couple of, a couple of the videos. Um, and obviously, I think you could tell by my answer here that I've never investigated any further. So back in the early 90s, when kind of Tool, Rage Against the Machine, the kind of alternative heavy oh, rock. No. Metal, you're, you're losing still this, flashing. Sorry. I'm sleeping now. <laughs> you were on the death metal when that yeah, was going on. Yeah, he was going death metal. I was, I was flying the flag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would like to say this is a nice, easy listen for you to see. A little bit like oh, a yeah. gadget sons dip your toe in. This is fifteen minutes. You're gonna have to get your trunks on and get in if you're gonna get and, in. <laughs> and thankfully, it's at the end. So <laughs> yeah, you, and that's right. And uh, it's a fitting song to put at the end. If you're if you're not into it, we can cut it short. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, Carl, there's a guy that I follow on Instagram and his name's called Jake Tyler and he is a massive Tool fan and he has decided to, uh, after going to see Tool tonight in Birmingham, because I think they're playing in Birmingham tonight and they played Manchester a couple of days ago, but after seeing Tool in Birmingham tonight, he's going to run from Birmingham to London um, in time to see Tool in London 
when well when when you send him Monday, Monday Sunday yeah so he's he's doing the equivalent I think 26 miles a day for the next few days to to get down and see them and it's all to raise money for mental health charities I'm sure because he he's written a book about walking around Britain he, he walked around Britain and after having severe mental health issues himself so um, that's really cool his name's Jake Tyler well worth looking at on Instagram and um, yeah big tall fan himself so that's good that you've stuck that one in there they won't be playing that whole 15 minutes in the show will they they'll be no, spreading it out but it is tall so you never know you never know they, they could play all the uh, the ones of electronic noise beeps and clicks for all I know you know you know what tall are like you just don't know what mood they're going to be in do you and um, well you're allowed I think you're allowed your phone out in the last song is it? Is that the yeah. rule, is it? I, th- I think so. You, you kind yeah, of a strict yeah. no phone policy, but I think yeah. the phones came out in the last song. So. Oh, OK. OK, that's fair enough. OK, well, gentlemen, we're, we're nearing the 45-minute mark, so thank you. Uh, great playlist. Lots of variety in there. That's just fantastic. Um, Mr Adamson, thank you for your company. Thanks for picking a good, thank you. A, a, a good uh, heat. Um, would you like some last words? Over to you. Uh, just... Thank you very much for inviting me and thanks for what you do for the club and congratulations on next week when it's 100 yeah. episodes. Yeah. yeah, the big 100 club. Yeah. Thank you, mate. Thank you for being a great member as well. I really appreciate your uh, contributions yeah, and, and everything you do. Really do appreciate that. Robbie, what have you, your last words, mate? No, not so much last words. Just want to uh, thank Kevin as, uh, again, like you did, just echo what you said there about what you're getting involved in the club and that. And maybe we can recreate the Chris Gambold, Kevin Adamson kind of, um, you know, lesser known bands type thing again over the, you know, over the next few months, I'm sure we can come up with something where we might be able to draw on your wisdom and your knowledge and your kind of, your, your, your the bands that possibly people out there need to hear that we haven't heard. That would be good if we can tap into that. So that would yeah. be cool. But thank yeah. you again no for problem. coming on tonight, Kevin. That's fine. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Okay, I'm going to press stop record. And did I tell you I'm going to go and see Tool at uh, Wembley? Not Wembley, at the O2.